the future of jobs and skills, your UCAS nomination, and the importance of learning how to learn. My name is Jonathan Tinnaker, and this is Better Uni Choices. This week, our main story steps away directly from the university application process. For better or for worse, most people view university as a route to a better job, and jobs need skills. So what could be more important than understanding exactly what skills employers are looking for so you can make sure you develop them at university? We then look at a small hack in the UCAS application form that might just help if things go wrong. And finally, a simple quote about what it really means to be educated. So, the world is changing. What does that mean for the jobs and the skills that you need? Well, it won't have escaped your attention that the world moves and changes over time. Sure, the younger you are, the less you notice change. But no one over the age of about 12 can have failed to notice the impact that the COVID pandemic has had on all of our lives. Nor can you have missed the rise of AI technology, apps and digital personalization, changing the way that we learn and take on new challenges. And the existential threat of climate change will be obvious to everyone but the most closed-minded. Each of these has an impact on our lives and, of course, our future careers. And every couple of years, the World Economic Forum publishes their Future of Jobs report, which looks at the impact of these worldwide issues on jobs and the skills needed. The latest version came out in May this year. It's quite a piece of work, the fourth of its type in a decade, and based on a large-scale worldwide survey of employers. It's an absolute goldmine of information, data and insight into the future of careers. And as you make important decisions about your future studies and career, you are going to want to know about it. However, it's 300 pages long, so you'll be delighted to know that I've read it, so you don't have to. So, what is the jobs outlook worldwide? The report found that employers expect what they call a structural labour market churn of 23% over the next five years. What they mean by this is that nearly one quarter of jobs that exist today will not exist in five years. Scary stuff. But almost all of these will be replaced by new jobs. These new jobs will need to be done by someone, and while many of these will go to people already in work who undergo retraining, many of them will go to people who are new to the workforce, which is you in a few years' time. This churn will be driven by technology, digitization, sustainability, and the slow economic growth resulting from the pandemic. So jobs on the rise are going to be in these exact areas. AI and machine learning specialists top the list of fast-growing jobs, followed by sustainability specialists, business intelligence analysts, and information security analysts. Renewable energy engineers and solar energy installation and system engineers are also relatively fast-growing roles as economies shift towards renewable energy. The corresponding falls are likely to come in areas where people are effectively being replaced by technology, so clerical or secretarial roles. Bank tellers and related clerks, postal service clerks, cashiers and ticket clerks, data entry clerks, all expected to decline fastest. In addition, they expect large-scale job growth in education, agriculture and digital commerce and trade. Jobs in the education industry are expected to grow by about 10%. Jobs for agricultural professions are expected to see an increase of around 30%. That's around 3 million jobs. Growth is forecast in mainly digitally enabled roles, such as e-commerce specialists, digital transformation specialists, and digital marketing and strategy specialists. 
The bad news is that they expect a net reduction in jobs of around 2%. This is pretty scary for people in the workplace already, many of whom will have to reskill. You, on the other hand, are perfectly placed to use your time at university to gain the skills that employers really need. So what skills will you need? Well, one of the main drivers of the report was to find out where employers thought there were skills gaps, i.e. what they would like their future employees to be better at. The point is to provide information to universities and other education providers to tell them what to include in their courses, and of course to give you the ability to develop your skills accordingly. Interestingly, almost all the skills shortages identified were skills that we would think of as transferable skills. Skills that you can gain from the study of almost any discipline. And I'm going to outline now the top nine in-demand skills. Number one, analytical thinking. The capacity to break down concepts and complex ideas into basic or fundamental principles. This includes critical thinking, whereby judgments are made by analysing and interpreting facts and information. Number two, creative thinking. That's the capacity to bring a new idea or concept into existence through imagination and to imagine something that does not exist. Three, resilience, flexibility and agility. Maturity, poise, flexibility and the restraint to cope with pressure, stress, criticism, setbacks and personal and work-related problems. Number four, motivation and self-awareness. That means seeing your own values, your passions, your aspirations, your fit with the environment and your reactions and the impact on others, as well as understanding how you are perceived by others in terms of those same factors. Number five, curiosity and lifelong learning. That's understanding the implications of new information for both current and future problem solving and decision making. Number six, technology literacy. The capacity to select the right tools needed to perform tasks, to use those tools and set them up and operate technology well. Number seven, dependability and attention to detail. Dependability, commitment to doing the job punctually, correctly and carefully and paying attention to the details. Number eight, empathy and active listening. That's paying attention to what others say and understanding points being made, establishing rapport, adjusting the register and respecting the intervention of others. And number nine, leadership and social influence. That's having an impact on others in your organisation and displaying energy and leadership. Leadership is defined as a quality that can be possessed by anyone, regardless of their particular function within an organisation. So the question is, how does this help you choose a degree course to study? Well, if you've been paying attention you'll have gathered that the world of work is changing. Fast. The jobs of today won't be the jobs of tomorrow, and that's a slightly scary thing as you are choosing what to study. The world, after all, will have changed again by the time you finish. If you are clear that you want to go into engineering, technology, health, education, agriculture, the environment and even business, you can be pretty secure in your choice. Yes, there will be changes in the specific roles and the skills required, but these careers are not going anywhere. However, if you really don't know what to study, perhaps this report should also give you some reassurance. Why? Because whatever you study, you will have the opportunity to learn and gain almost all of the nine key skills that employers are looking for. Most employers are not looking for specific knowledge. They are looking for future leaders, team workers, analysts and innovators, analytical and creative people, 
people with resilience and flexibility, people who are motivated, self-aware, and are hungry to learn throughout their lives, people who are technically literate, knowing and using the best tech to get the job done, people who are dependable and have empathy for others and leaders. You are in a perfect position to start building all of these skills, and the great thing is that you can do it while studying any subject, in particular, a subject that you enjoy. If what you enjoy involves technology, program or data, then so much the better. But either way, your challenge is to take ownership of your own learning and choose a course of study that will help you build on your strengths and learn new skills. Now we'll move on to this week's Did You Know? In your UCAS application, you get to nominate someone who can speak to UCAS on your behalf. This is really important because if things go even a little bit wrong during the process, you might need someone to make a call to UCAS on your behalf. The only person who will be able to do this will be the person you put on the form. Most students put either a parent or a trusted teacher. However, a little known hack is that you can actually include two people and simply put a dash or an ampersand in between their names. This way you can nominate a parent as well as a teacher. And we finish with uh, the quote of the week, which comes from Carl Rogers, a psychologist. The only person who is educated, he says, is the one who has learned how to learn and change. In today's main story, we saw that the latest report from the World Economic Forum had curiosity and lifelong learning as the number five most in-demand skill by employers. I'd agree that it's important, and in fact, I'd put it right at the top of the pile if you are someone who wants to be able to move between jobs, between industries, and between careers over your lifetime. To my mind, there is nothing more important than learning how to learn and learning how to change as a result. Next week, we'll go right back into university admissions with a story all about university interviews, what they're for, what they might include, and how to prepare for them. Thanks for listening. See you next week.